together with your work family is important, just like it is your life family. Welcome everyone to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. Congratulations to the Ziegler Auto Group on earning nationwide recognition as a best and brightest company to work for. To commemorate this award, we invited CEO of another best and brightest winner, Consumer Credit Union Scott Sylvester, into Ziegler Studios to discuss the importance of culture, compare examples of culture development and success, and a short discussion about banking and the automotive business. Hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Driving Vision Podcast. With me today is Scott Sylvester, CEO of Consumers Credit Union, based here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Scott, welcome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me, Sam. We're excited to have you actually here in Ziegler Studios. It's fun to have guests live, which we don't get every day, but you're local, so you can be live with us, right? Yeah, just down the street in Texas Township. Yeah, that's awesome. So thank you for uh, coming in. We're actually here to talk about an exciting topic, which is the accolade and the award that Consumers Credit Union has won, which is nationwide best and brightest companies to work for. And you have, as does Ziegler Auto Group, a tradition, a legacy of achieving that year after year. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of hard work, uh, but it's a dedication to our people to improve and get better for them and want to be one of the best employers in the West Michigan. And uh, yeah, we've been on that list since its inception. That's awesome. So part of the conversation today is part of the Driving Vision podcast is what are those cultural components that go into creating that type of a work environment that attracts great employees, retains those great employees, and motivates and incentivizes, incentivizes them to create an excellent experience? Our mission statement here at the Ziegler Auto Group is our family delivering your family the ultimate automotive experience. I would assume you have a similar mission statement, maybe? We absolutely do. You know, we're in the business of serving people within our communities uh, to improve their financial lives. And uh, one of our core values is servant leadership. And uh, yep. we hire for attitude and we can train you to do the job. We feel very confident we can train you to do banking. But service and it being the top priority uh, definitely is, uh, is such an important part of our mission. That's awesome that you actually recruit based on personality and character traits instead of work history. Hey, you've got a ton of experience right. in banking, therefore you'll do great with us. With you, it's, hey, we're going to look for the type of person you are, right? Right. And what's interesting is actually as you make it through the interview process and you may make it past your department process and uh, maybe a VP process, we actually have a cultural interview that includes people that are not part of that department that you'd be hired into. And they're interviewing you based on your attitude and if you're a good fit with our company and that we will you know, continue to grow and, and thrive within our culture. So that's a big difference between Consumers Credit Union and maybe a lot of banks out there or other credit unions where a leader says, hey, I have a VP title. You have to follow me, right? <laughs> and that you see that out in the world a lot where leaders say, hey, you know what? My title makes me kind of reign over you, which in our work environment today is what we know about human relationships is ludicrous, right? right. A leader needs to earn that. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we always preach at our company, empowerment is such a, a big part of our business. Do you think in banking, well, how do you be empowered? Well, you're, it's a, how you treat people. It's how you treat your member and going above and beyond 
And that helps keep that organization flat. So it's yeah. not a check with me first mentality yeah. where you got to go to the VP to get an answer. Can I do this? Can I not do that? We trust you. Uh, we're empowering you to make those decisions. You make the wrong decision, we'll have a conversation. Yeah. You stumble, you get up, move forward, and uh, you know, learn from that experience. So we've heard that a lot on this podcast. You meet the best version of yourself on the other side of adversity. Sometimes that requires making some mistakes. And a, a common great crate trait of great companies is realizing that, embracing it, and helping people get through some of those challenges. So, Scott, I can't think of a better example of best and brightest companies than your career trajectory. So you've been with the, the, the credit union for 29 years. Yeah, the credit union didn't go outside and do some sort of an executive search to find a CEO. Y you've been part of the, the fiber of this organization for a long time. Tell us about your path. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I started as an accounting clerk. Consumers Credit Union had one office here in Kalamazoo, primarily serving consumers power employees. But another office in South Haven, which basically was a modular trailer serving the Palisades nuclear plant, which was owned by consumers power at the time. Uh, but we've, we've expanded our charter. We're open to the community. Now we have 26 offices. My career path went from accounting to IT to I was a CFO for a period of time and then COO. And then our, uh, our past CEO retired last July. I was uh, lucky enough and uh, the beneficiary from the board to uh, get the new position. And it's just been amazing. Uh, the ride has been amazing to see the growth, the changes and transformations in our company have been amazing. And, you know, I've seen Ziegler do the exact same thing. We've been partners along the way. So it's been fun to see you uh, grow as well. Thank you. Yeah. You think about Ziegler Auto Group established in 1975, Harold Ziegler with one point in Lowell, Michigan, a Ford store. And Harold grew it to a point. Aaron just blew it up beginning in the early 2000s. Right. We sit as, uh, on 35 locations, ready to acquire an additional four or more in Holland, Michigan. Or we'll be knocking on that. Yes, thank you. We'll be knocking on that 40 uh, rooftop count. And it is exciting to see the growth of those two organizations. So when you think about your own career trajectory, what was the toughest? So I think, as you describe that, I think an accountant. Right. Sure. And then I see, I think of, of CFO. So you go from a heavy accounting background numbers mm -hmm. into an operations role. Was that a tough transition to go from, uh, from, from the numbers, which is a credit union's core business to, uh, to people? Well, we were small enough that, you know, I had to wear a lot of hats, yeah. you know, and uh, was able to learn a lot as we went along and through the late nineties with the internet changes. And I, I I'm a problem solver. I yeah. love getting my hands dirty and, and figuring things out. And, uh, so, you know, I've kind of a self-taught it guy through the nineties, just so many opportunities were presented to me, you know, biggest challenges, you know, we've had our growing pains, you know, with, with, with such fast growth over the years, um, you know, sometimes we just don't quite have the talent that we yeah. need to continue that growth. But with growth comes the ability to acquire more talent. Yeah. And we certainly have, have such a great team today. Uh, we're continuing to grow the credit union. So achieving and accomplishing best and brightest companies to work for, uh, education has to be an important prong, I would imagine, of your development path. So giving your employees an opportunity to grow and develop themselves. How do you meet that need? Well, we, we want to give our employees all the tools that they possibly could use, but we'd also uh, put a lot of the ownership of training development on the employee. So they have to be driven yeah. to want it, and we will get that training for them. We have a very vigorous onboarding process. We only hire in groups. We'll never hire a single individual to come at, and oh. work at Consumers Credit Union. It's always groups. 
typically monthly. It's like depending. a class. It's yes. like a graduate. It is a new hire class. Oh, we have cool. individuals at our credit unit say, I was, I was the March of 1998 you know, uh, new hire class, and two of them are still here. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Who came up with that? How did uh, that well, I, I can't take all the credit. Kit Snyder, our fire CEO, had a vision for that. And I, you know, it, we we don't necessarily come up and with the the innovative ideas. We 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 network with a lot of people nationally. I'm sure as as Aaron and Ziegler does as well. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you steal those ideas and try to run with them. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you know, it's interesting. We believe as a core tenant that some of the best ideas for our business come from outside the automotive industry. Absolutely. So we're constantly seeking to learn from Michigan State. I think that's something you share with Aaron Ziegler is an affinity for. Michigan State, we learn from Tom Izzo, from Mel Tucker, from a whole host of speakers that we bring into the Ziegler Auto Group to speak to us. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I could go on for hours about those guys. And I have done the executive leadership program that actually involved Antonio and Izzo as part of that program at Michigan okay. State. I'm a 92 graduate. Nice. Lead Green, 100%. I've had season tickets since I left college. Just uh, Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, Michigan State is, is, a heck of a lot of, uh, is a heck of a lot of fun. So the classes... These, these these onboarding classes, has that helped to create kind of that camaraderie and that cohesion as as a as a group of, of new hires comes in and kind of goes through the challenges of becoming part of a culture of a new organization? Absolutely. And, and so what's unique about that is you can have a class that's very diverse, uh, diverse of, uh, of thought, diverse of position, title, diversity of race uh, and gender. Yeah. And... You could have a business commercial loan officer in there. You could have a teller in there. You could have an operational person in there, maybe an accounting person in there. But you're right. They create that connection because they're together for a, a, almost two full weeks on and off. But for the first full week, for sure, yeah, build those relationships and they have those forever. And we have a lot of events where we bring employees together and they can obviously continue to, to come back together. That's awesome. What else do you do to retain employees long-term? You know, it, it, any, you know, any business right now has had to think about that. How, how do we get better at keeping and, and retaining employees? What, 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 what other efforts? Well, part of our strategic plan, we always are looking at specific priorities that we want to focus on for that year. But I can tell you every year within that plan, people first is always a priority. It will never not be there. Yeah. And what, so every, people first mean to you? People first. Well, it means a lot. It, it means not only the people that work for us. But it also means our members that we're serving. And then it also means the non-members in the communities that we're serving and live in. And how can we be part of it, even if they're not participating with consumers credit? And so people first is a large initiative, but then we get down into the action items that where the rubber hits the road and we're going, what can we do this year if you're talking about retention? Yeah. Um, and you know, and how do we tweak that? And some of it uh, will focus on training and development. Uh, some of it may be a benefits review program. Wellness is a huge uh, initiative at our our company, and we've we've actually partnered with Athletic Mentors, which is a yes, local as have we local yeah. company here. Yeah. And then we use you know our mem our employees are using the app, and uh, you know the penetration ratio on that I think is north of seventy percent. Oh, that's all. Awesome. So we're just really excited about all these different things that we can do for our people to keep them engaged. And hopefully they they say, you know, I'm proud to work at Consumers Credit Union. Um, I'd refer Consumers Credit Union to any friend, family member or friend. I have friends at the credit union. All of those things, I think, show high employee engagement. So that's what we're looking That's awesome. We, we, we share a similar commitment to health and wellness. We believe that if employees are 
healthy, they're vibrant, they're better able to serve and connect with customers, right. they're better, better able to represent the organization. Athletic Mentors has been a great uh, partner in that. And in fact, it's interesting, we do an annual step challenge. We did the first annual this year with Striker. Striker won, although we're going to get that back this next year. A few more employees. Than you get. Well, they have, <laughs> they have a lot more employees. So we believe in employee health as well, that when employees are healthy, they're vibrant, they better connect with customers, they better connect with other employees. They do their job very well that way. And you have this relationship with athletic mentors. We did a step challenge last year with Stryker. You, sure. You've done something similar. Well, to kick off, we just started with athletic mentors this year. So one of the first uh, step challenges we did was to step against the CEO. Oh, so, okay. How'd that go? <laughs> uh, I finished step 10, which nice. 10, but yeah. uh, it was difficult for me to keep moving that much. And it's amazing how many steps our employees got in. But yeah. it's a way to engage people, especially kicking off a new program. Yeah. Getting people logged in, getting them registered, and having those incentives in place to do that. Yeah, that is that is awesome. Well, maybe next year, you know, Striker, <laughs> we hung in there for, with them for the first half of the year. Maybe we do a Striker, Ziggler, Consumers Credit Union. We would love that. Uh, kind of a combo thing. And, yeah. uh, or maybe we team up and go against that, Striker. There you but... go. Actually, that's an even better <laughs> idea since we're all kind of in the auto industry and we're uh, right. we're tied up, uh, tied up together. So, um. It's interesting, you know, uh, so the development piece we believe in, you talk about putting it on employees to kind of go after that learning and development. We believe in that. So we have something called Ziggler University. Our employees can sure. log in. They're not required to take any classes, but they can run after that training as best they can. Uh, what's your strategy to kind of that employee development? It's probably not a lot different than what you're describing. We have a series of leadership classes from 101, 201 to 301 to participating in Southwest Michigan first uh, okay. leadership, you know, yeah. Kalamazoo leadership. We usually send an employee to that. But a lot of that, it's not uh, me coming up to you, Sam, and saying, would you like to do that? Yeah. It's, it's got to be coming from the employee. Yeah. And then uh, we, we see where it best fits to the, for them to uh, to do that. And sometimes it might even be doing something out of state or, you know, somewhere else in Michigan through different various programs, yeah. credit union related, or you even mentioned earlier, that sometimes it's good to get out of our industry yeah. and get training in that fashion. Because it is interesting and it is true that you can't force someone to learn. You can't force someone to want to grow. That has to be right. something internal. How do you as the CEO, how do you create that vision that's so exciting and compelling for the employees that they that they buy in and that they run after that vision and try to help you. Well, we make investments not only with money, but people yeah. uh, around training and development so that we have the talent there that can come up with those those resources that the employees need. Yeah. Uh, and that has grown over the years. Um, and in the amount of content that employees can participate. Yeah. We also have a virtual learning tool that, that has... Uh, more industry-specific training guides. You know, fraud. We talked about fraud offline a little bit and how big it is in the, both of our industries. But we yeah. have uh, industry training videos that we can push out to our employees that they can do on their own time uh, from their computer. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a constant educational process yeah. with our employees. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So transitioning a little bit from best and brightest. Congratulations to Consumers Thank Credit Union for continuing to win in that space. It's absolutely awesome. Um, we won it as well this last year. Uh, this podcast will accompany our press release for that event. We're, we're excited to have received that accolade. Let's transition a little bit to the auto industry. This is such a crazy time in auto and banking and everything else. Car prices went up very quickly for a period of time. Payment 
payments, obviously, for consumers went up. What do you make of this moment in history? <laughs> well, you're right. It's a historic moment that the Fed has raised rates faster than any other period yeah. in, in history, which has created challenges for financial institutions, uh, primarily because our funding source, our deposits, yeah. have, have gotten very high. Um, you're, you're, you're seeing billboards now, CD rates, the high fours, and even in, yeah. tipping into the five. It's crazy. And so if you're going to lend out you, yeah. as a financial institution, you got to be, you got to have some margin there. And so yeah. now you're looking at uh, auto loan rates, uh, you know, hitting, tipping up at a near 8% yeah. uh, on average, yeah. uh, some much higher than that. So it's a challenge not only for the financial institutions and, and the auto dealers, but for those folks trying to buy those cars. So you're right, a payment may be their strategy, but their buying power has been reduced based on maybe higher used cars prices and higher interest rates. Yeah. How are you as a credit union educating your consumers about the increased interest rates and that, you know, I, I think a lot of consumers are pretty realistic about what that is and, and that it's an attempt by the Fed to uh, prevent a recession, but still that's a big uh, change from historically what we've seen really since the early 2000s. Sure, right? for sure. Uh, you know, credit score is still king. So if we can educate our members around their credit score, they all have access to their credit report for free, their credit score on a regular basis. And, and we give them educational tools online that help them improve their credit score because with the best credit score comes the best rate. Yeah. And that is, that is paramount. I think for members to know that, that, uh, keep your credit score strong, uh, make your payments on time and you can get that best rate. Well, the best rate today is eight, but that's still better than 12. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely right. And when we were kids, we saw that 12, right? right. Like, so we've seen the much higher interest absolutely. rates. Can you imagine if you had, you know, your, your adult experience began in the early two thousands and you've never seen anything higher than I five. think we have a generation <laughs> of folks in the twenties and early thirties have known yeah. nothing other than very, very low rate, yeah. uh, not only mortgage rates, but auto loan rates. For yeah. Sure. So last week I did an interview with auto news reporter, John Hutter. We were talking about some of the challenges in the auto industry. Fraud is a big deal right now. Um, you know, uh, in all aspects of our industry, uh, one aspect is, you know, just misstatement of uh, income, misstatement of, of identity. We're seeing a big issue with consumers coming in and trying to steal a car from us, saying they're a person that they're not. And we've got to catch that. So we've been a good partner. We're a partner with Consumer Credit Union. We do business indirect through you. Um, we've been a good partner with our lenders by implementing safeguards to help prevent against identity theft. We have on our staff a, a, a police chief of uh, of an area here in, in Michigan. She's done a great job at helping us prevent that. And we've also had success by implementing tools uh, by one, in one case, Experian. If you go into our Mercedes-Benz store, you're actually asked to provide your driver's license digitally. They actually run it against a database and they'll uh, issue a score to say, hey, do we feel like there's a good chance you are who you say you are or could this be fraud? And we've had some success rooting out uh, fraud that way. What are you seeing in that area? Well, we, you know, we, we have a fraud department at Consumers, but we also say that every single employee is part of our fraud department. Yes, that's true. have to yeah. stop a lot of this at the front lines. It, it could be somebody just trying to open a new account for the first time. Yeah. And it, like you said, it's identity theft takeover. And if they get through that first hurdle, then it's going to be easier for them to perhaps go to Ziggler and try to, to, yeah. to do a car loan, which is maybe their ultimate fraud that they're not going to pay yeah. uh, the credit union back. So 
there are so many stops in place that, you know, we're trying to do it with, with software, with education and training. Uh, but it's a continuous battle because the fraudsters are always getting smarter at what they do and uh, the different angles that they take. Well, to all the consumers, uh, credit union employees that may be listening to this, thank you for what you're doing every day to defend that front line. If you stop it, as you say, before it ever comes through our doors, that's a big benefit to us. If we're able to help prevent it uh, before a deal gets funded through you, that's a great partnership. And hopefully people looking to perpetrate that type of fraud look at organizations such as ours and yours and say, hey, there's easier places to go do that. And I think that frontline employee is a key place to stop it. We've seen that a lot where somebody said, hey, this just doesn't seem quite right. And in the past, maybe they haven't been empowered to say something or do something because everybody hoped it would be a, a car deal and they could serve a consumer. But the stakes are too high right now and, and it's just happening too much too rampantly. Yeah, Sam, one other thing I would add is it's not the fraudsters always just directly coming to us and trying to commit fraud. They're, yeah. they're trying to defraud our our membership. Yes. So well, that's uh, elder yeah. abuse uh, is a good example, or it could, which could be family related. Yeah. Uh, or it could be a fraudster uh, attempting to convince a member uh, into fraud. And again, we'll have members come into the office, say, I'm supposed to wire money here. And you're absolutely right. We want our employees to ask questions. What is this money for? Why are you doing this? And, and all of those things will help prevent that fraud from happening because they're not only going directly at Ziggler or directly at consumers, they're targeting our customers as well. Yeah. That's interesting too, because that's a tough position to put a teller in. Yes. Or any of our individual employees to ask questions that could make a consumer uncomfortable. Hey, Absolutely. why are you asking me this? I'm a, I'm a credit union member. I've been a member for years. You know, you know me. Don't question me. Right? We, we want to protect you and your livelihood, and we can share stories with them where other members have been defrauded. That's awesome. And when the money's gone, in some cases, it's, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And, and that's not insurable in, yeah. in some cases. So this can really impact a, a person's life substantially. And that takes training. Sometimes love is questioning <laughs> yes. and questioning in a way that can be uncomfortable, yeah. but ultimately Absolutely. someone's benefit. And that's not always, not always easy to see. What are some of the other challenges you deal with in the uh, credit union world? Well, you mentioned the, the Fed raising rates is definitely a challenge. Hopefully we'll see a pause there uh, from the Federal Reserve in June and July. I think, I think it's be a coin toss. I, who knows? You hear economists go one way or another. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know if there's a lot of challenges. Michigan is showing a lot of resilience, I think, on the employment side. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, we, we always say uh, that when we have delinquency and charge-offs at the, at the credit union, it's almost always related to unemployment. Mm. And so we're still seeing record low delinquency, record low charge-offs. And I attribute that to the strong resilience of the Michigan market and people staying employed. And still, as we drive around, seeing help wanted signs. So yeah. hopefully Michigan will be much better in what may or may not be a recession. Well, it's hard to, to say, but I think Michigan's in a good place compared to where we were in 2008. You know, it's interesting. We hear the word recession. And we've heard it for so long. At what point does it not happen and people just say, hey, it's not going to happen? It, I think that there is that possibility. I think yeah. we might just have this little ripple. And then yeah. you know, if, if we can get inflation now and then the Fed will pause and then may, maybe start lowering rates. Uh, however, the, the rate that they've increased them and so as fast as they've done, and a lot of economists will tell you that those rate increases take about six months before they start to hit 
uh, the actual pocketbooks of folks to rate an adjustable rate yeah. uh, on commercial loans adjust yeah. you know every quarter or every six months home equity loans are adjusting credit cards are adjusting yeah. credit card debt is back up to a record high at over a trillion dollars nationwide so wow. there are indicators that we're going to see a recession but it is an interesting time that unemployment remains very low. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And really sentiment, though, by the numbers seems low. By actions, it's pretty robust still, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Like, um, People still have buying power and they're taking advantage of it. And historically, you look at what happens as we go into a, a into a, an election. Typically, that's a positive uh, uh, factor. Mm -hmm. Politicians want to see as good an economic and situation stable. as they yeah. can, right? And right. so- that might also force interest rates a little bit lower, which will spur more consumer uh, activities. So that's interesting. Well, let's let's end on a, a couple uh, uh, kind of quick questions here. Sure. Um, uh, a book that's on your night shelf or uh, nightstand. What are you reading? Now? Well, I you know I just went up to Steelcase for a session with uh, uh, Tracy Bowman, and uh, she has a book out that she wrote during kind of coming out of COVID about happiness at the workplace. So that, oh, I am uh, reading that and, and uh, um, have given that to my leadership team. We next, starting next week, we are coming out of hybrid and back to the office uh, as a primary place to work full time, um, but are still a very flexible employer when it comes yeah. to work life balance. Yeah. And so that book was, uh, you know, something that I'm kind of still processing right now. I've, I've seen a lot in news headlines where some employers are having a tough time bringing people back. Some people are just saying, no, no. Yeah. Part of your challenge in bringing people back has got to be to create a compelling workplace. And it sounds like by uh, being acknowledged as the best and brightest place to work for, that helps. Have you seen any of that as a challenge? Uh, yeah, for sure. We have a we have beautiful uh, corporate facility back in the groves, uh, back behind Bronson Athletic Club in the hundreds of thousands of square feet. We've done a lot of things to make that campus inviting yeah. over the years. Uh, we've got some furniture changes that we're working with Steelcase on. Nice. Uh, there's a fitness center on site. There's outdoor walking trails. Uh, you know, we're bringing in food trucks. All sorts of things to have a compelling reason why I I, I want to be at the. I'm office. coming for lunch there. Right? Yeah, I'm not up some there. <laughs> So always those things going on, but the, we have the balance in our company, a lot like yours probably yeah. too, where our retail offices, those folks have to be at work and, yeah. uh, and we really want the team at our corporate that's there to support, to support them, them yeah. to be engaged and be together. I really think being together with your work family is important, just like it is your life family. And we're just trying to balance that. Isn't that one of the great myths that was dispelled during COVID? We all sort of thought as we started to become distant that, hey, you know, we can do this. We could actually be awesome working remotely and being on Zoom calls. And yeah. I think at some point the world sort of, and we never went remote. The nature of our business just doesn't sure. allow it. But I think the world kind of discovered that there really is a purpose to being together, to connecting. You talk about family. You can't yeah. create that sense of connection and family cohesion and even just innovation. Cross-department relationships, mentorship. Yeah. We have younger people that work for us, people that have not worked for us for very long. Yeah. How are they going to grow with the credit unit plus they have somebody, a partner alongside yeah. them? I think that's an, that's incredibly important to their development and growth. And, and you know, I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, I'm a Gen X guy. You know, I've, you, everyone would say I have all the social capital I need. All my relationships are good. But you know what? I, I still can learn and I can still teach and I, and I do that best face to face. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Okay. We had one speaker that came in and spoke as part of our 
Ziegler speaker series, Ben Nempton. He was made famous by MTV. He had a bucket list through college. He and his friends, three of them, uh, went out to accomplish, I think it was 100 bucket list items. They spoke on uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey show. They had uh, uh, played basketball with President Obama. They had a beer with Prince Harry. They did things that seemed improbable. And his conclusion when he spoke to us was, have a bucket list of things that you aspire to do. Uh, do you have anything on your bucket list? Well, oh, yeah, a lot of them are tied to family. I have, uh, you know, my lovely wife and three kids, and we love doing things together. Uh, you know, a buck. I'm a sports guy, so I love sports. Michigan State's checked off a lot of my bucket list bucket items list. over yeah. the years, but boy, to see the Lions in the Super Bowl, I would be there. Oh, be a bucket list item. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of people in the state of Michigan that would absolutely love that. That would how, be an how, expensive ticket. <laughs> how, yeah, it would be an incredibly expensive ticket. Look. The Cubs won the World Series after an right. enormous Nobody drought. thought it could be there. Right. Detroit's had a little bit of a drought. Uh, do, do you have a year expectation? Do you want to? You In my lifetime. Okay, very good. <laughs> I'll take that. Very good. Well, uh, Scott Sylvester, thank you so much for being here with us today. Absolutely. Congratulations on uh, Consumers Credit Union, best and brightest companies to work for. We appreciate you being in here. And we appreciate you being a great partner to the Ziegler Auto Group in the London world. So, yeah, thank, thank you to Ziegler for having me. And thanks for the partnership as well. Awesome. A huge thanks to Consumers Credit Union CEO Scott Sylvester for contributing to this week's podcast episode. Until next week, how are you driving vision today?